When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, December 12th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in the business, a.k.a. the loudest jacket on Discord at Tim Gettys. That's him, host. They say it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done, this Tekken 2 jacket. That is... Putting Tim back in a box, but here I am. Greg, here I am. You are indeed in a, back box. In a box. You are back Once in a box, again. ladies and gentlemen. If you are watching live, you'll notice we are 28 minutes li- late. We were, we were supposed to be live 28 minutes ago. Uh, we are having technical problems. We are trying to switch over the computer in the studio to one big machine. And of course, you Brain know, you, of feel, the computer. you feel for Kevin, you feel for Barrett. It all worked over the weekend. They set it all up. Everything's money. And then as sure as shit, you come in on Monday and nothing works. So here we are broadcasting from the lab. Tim. Even though we're not in the same room, it does me well to see you. How are you? It does me well to see you as well. Very jealous you got to go down to the Game Awards. We had a lot of fun here covering yep. them. But you guys looked like you had a blast. You looked fantastic. Had a great time overall. Can't wait to hear more stories about that. And a lot of fun stories to talk about today. That's right, Tim. There's a whole bunch of news to talk about today, including Spider-Man 2 store page accidentally going live, the first detailed on Armor Core, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, why not support us over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, of course, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You can, of course, get 38 episodes of exclusive bonus content only available on patreon.com slash kind of funny and you can watch us record all the podcasts the kind of funny podcast screencast uh xcast ps i love you xoxo any podcast we do you can go over there and watch us record it live a day early ad free and have a great time be a trog and chat and hang out However, if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny, it's no big deal. Of course, you can write in to be part of this show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Go look and say, hmm, what's the big news story of the day? Oh, that is it? I have a question about that. I have a comment about that. You write in about it. Maybe you get on the show. Of course, you can be watching live as we record this show, both on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching, listening later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast services around the globe. Of course, you watch or listen later. You got to get the ads. You could go to Patreon, but I digress. If you want one more free way to support us, use the creator code kind of funny on the Epic Game Store. Uh, whenever you're playing that Fortnite, getting some V-Bucks on your PlayStation, maybe you're playing Rumbleverse on your Xbox, you can plug in kind of funny there and support us. Housekeeping for you, we partnered with NVIDIA to have Andy, Mike, and the boys show off all the ray tracing, DLSS3, and reflex goodness in Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide right after the show, live on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames and Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, you can watch it later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. On top of that, it's the 12 Days of Paps, and PBR is giving away free stuff on their Instagram account all this week. It wraps up, of course. I kicked it off. No big deal. I kicked it off, but it wraps up. Friday, December 16th at 1 p.m. Pacific when the one, the only, Forbes 30 under 30, Blessing Adioye Jr. and Paps Blue Ribbon are going to go live together on Instagram and give away amazing stuff during a game of Paps Drinko to the people in the chat. You could win a custom arcade cabinet, the PBR arcade, a vintage jukebox uh, that dispenses PBR cans, free PBR for a year, and much more PBR stuff. It's all at at Paps Blue Ribbon on Instagram, going live with at Kind of Funny Vids on Friday with the grand prizes. Tim, I hosted this uh, last week, two weeks ago, when they kicked off the 12 Days of Paps. Yeah, two weeks ago. Good time. 
super fun. A lot of kind of funny best friends came through and got interviewed by me on it. And I want to see everybody go through and get interviewed with Blessing and win a bunch of stuff. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Delaney Twining, 1UP, Pest Control, Gwinnett, uh, Brian Chaney, Alex Greedo, Jason L, Mick at Dananobiologist Abramson, Derek Gregg, Donald Eccles, and Jason L. Today, we're brought to you by The Fixture S2, MeUndies, Policy Genius, and Shopify. But I'll tell you all about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Whoa. What I appreciate about being back here on a Discord call is I once I I didn't realize it at the time. When you work from home, mm-hmm. you don't think about it. But I have the headphones on, right? Which acts as a silencer for my own voice. And only now am I doing this. I'm really, I am definitely over projecting. I don't need to be this loud. How did Jen put up with this for like three years? Mm. You, you sound know? good to me. I don't know. I said, oh, I'm just no. used to you doing no, that. No, no, no. There's not, yeah. I didn't, I wouldn't say I sound bad, ladies and gentlemen. I'm mm-hmm. one of the best voices in the goddamn business. All right. Mm-hmm. I listened. I had to talk to people at the game awards. A lot of these people, Paris Lily, knives in my fucking ears. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Paris I don't want to have it atrocious greg miller an angel the voice of an angel i digress let's begin the show with number one on the roper report marvel's spider-man 2 playstation store page has fans hoping for an imminent update this is steven talby over at pushsquare.com it's been well over years since we heard a peep about marvel's spider-man 2 the playstation 5 exclusive sequel is on track to release next year and is next in line among the very first i'm sorry the very few first party games we currently know about Fans have been hoping to see some kind of update on the game for most of this year, but so far, we remain empty-handed. However, a now-removed PlayStation Store page has people hyped again. Yesterday, a PS Store page updated for Marvel Spider-Man 2 went live and it allowed users to wishlist the title. It's a bare-bones page, but its appearance has fans thinking that something might finally be cooking. The page has since been removed and is no longer accessible, which suggests that it was put out a little too early. Could the page going live be tethered to a new trailer or some kind of update from Insomniac? That's what eager onlookers are hoping for, though it's hard to really say. Timothy Geddes, you understand leaks, rumors, hype better than anybody. Thank you. What does this store page mean? So the store page doesn't necessarily mean much, but Mm. the timing of the store page Mm. is what's interesting to me. Okay. We know for a fact that tomorrow... On December 13th, 2022, we are, in fact, getting the Across the Spider-Verse trailer. Sure, 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 sure. From sure. Sony Pictures. Are you telling I, me you think shirtless Spider-Man will appear in that trailer? And I think that will push the hand of Insomnia. Slimmer chance of that, Greg? Okay. Slimmer chance? Fair enough. There Fair is enough. a chance, though, that Marvel's Marvel Games Spider-Man, Insomniac Spider-Man, will be in the trailer. Still not entirely convinced. I am convinced he's in the movie. Not convinced he's in the trailer, but timing-wise, there is a beautiful story here, right? Let me craft you the tale here, all right? I'd love to. We Ladies see and gentlemen, Insomniacs. I want you to sit down. It's story time with Timothy Robert Geddes. He's going to weave you a tale here in the Kind of Funny Public Library. I, I can imagine that we get the trailer tomorrow for Across the Spider-Verse, and it's an absolute banger. Right. I know a lot of people are expecting uh, cameos galore because of the multiverse. I mean, you know, our first major mainstream introduction to the multiverse was into the Spider-Verse, I would say. Right. Like, obviously, us nerds, we've seen a million different things. But like in terms of like comic book superheroes, like on the silver screen, cool, Spider-Verse. So they're going to have fun with that. But I do think that they're going to still focus more on their core characters. Right. Like they're going, they're they're trying to tell a story. It's not just cameos galore and that's all that it's going to be. But you also want to build the hype and show the possibilities about what's out there. That's why I do think that the video game Spider Man is a good character to use because it's really, really, really exciting. But it's not the like, holy shit, I can't believe they brought back the 90s cartoon Spider Man or I can't believe Tom Holland's here or or that that type of stuff. I think the Insomniac Spider Man is the perfect level of it's going to please and excite so many people, but it's also not the most mainstream of things um so i can see them doing that and then them also announcing as featured in spider-man 2 you know and it's like then you kind of get the the promotion that way pre-order now and that's why the store page is there that level of syncing up i just don't see them actually pulling off so i feel like while this is a great tale i don't know that it's going to be the reality my my concern with that would be you're overshadowing the game 
Like, it's a cool thing, sure. I just don't see the trailer ending with, you know, go pre-order Spider-Man 2 or Insomniac pressing live. What I did, you know, sitting here, uh, we had to, you know, tear up our sets and we're broadcasting from the lab. The first thing I did was throw up in the PlayStation blog and start refreshing that just to make sure. Because that seems like I can mm. see them doing something ahead of time uh, in terms of, hey, the store is live and we're excited to reconfirm 2023. We've been working on a million things, yada, yada. And maybe not even drop a trailer, maybe tease a trailer. I can see them doing it after the fact. It just... I don't think you want to get in the way of the end of the Spider-Verse trailer. And I don't think you want to get eaten alive. And even if, even if I, I am with you that I think this movie is going to be chock full of cameos of other Spider-Men, right? I don't think the trailer will show all that, right? There's going to be a whole bunch of that they want to hide. In the, you know, they'll give you the tease of what's going on, whatever the setup's going to be for Miles and Gwen this time around. But I think you hold off on those cameos till it's actually live. Even though, remember, well, let's not get, you're wrong on this. The, the Insomniac Spider-Man suit is in the original uh, Spider-Verse. Not yeah, worn by exactly. anybody, but it's in the, you know. The but it's, it's there. Yeah. 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 I, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow what this is going to be. I do not think that the trailer ends with a Spider-Man 2 pre-order now thing. Like, I think that's way too much. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of uh, Insomniac tweeting or, or a PlayStation blog update of, like, at, you know, the you recently saw this character in the Spider-Verse trailer, like, in sure. theaters, whatever. But whatever. And again, I in any other time, I wouldn't think that they would do this. It's like, quote unquote, too good to be true. Too many like people like working together in ways that make sense. Uh, but also, I get why they don't do that. It's just like, Here's, it's just, that's a nightmare to even think of the planning on that. You want to know what's more realistic? You want to know what's probably going to happen, if anything? If, mm -hmm. if I mean, first off, oh, the page is live. Well, yeah, they're going to get the page live. Oh, they haven't talked about it in over a year. Yeah, they had God of War to get out. And then right now, as the, everything winds down and you're, do you, is it the time to go talk about this shit? If anything... What'll happen tomorrow is that they will show a new Spider-Verse suit for Miles uh, in the trailer. And then Insomniac will go live with a blog post that is, hey, we've added that suit already to the game. You can go download it right now to play in Christmas. You know, go, why not, why not pick up Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5, uh, PS4? There's a suit there. And we're happy to announce we're opening the pre-orders for Spider-Man Okay, too. yeah. I, I think Spider-Man 2 is related or else they don't do it. Of course, like the, of and course. that's why this. They're this definitely going to remind you, hey, Spider Man's coming in twenty twenty. Spider Man Two's coming in twenty twenty three. The page is open now. Play Miles, get hype, and then be ready for it next summer. Yeah, and again, it's not pre order. It's wish list. The title. I think that that's an uh, important note there too, because I don't think that they're going to be ready for pre orders at this point. Like, I don't think they're going to be like, yo, the release date. It's March twenty sixth, motherfuckers. Like, I don't see that. No, coming, no, you know? no, no, no. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's a, I'm very excited. No matter what this is, I'm very excited. I think that we will be getting Spider-Man 2 news soon. Again, Greg, this is a, a topic for to. another day because I feel like we're going to have to have this conversation. Sony showed up at Game Awards, but in, in a, I don't even want to call it a muted way, but like for what Sony is at this point muted. Like Sony just like has so many bangers that like they could bring 10 different things and people would still think that they didn't show enough because we're sure. people would still be asking, well, what about this and what about that? And I think Spider-Man is a big thing to be asking what about. And to the point of like, oh, we haven't heard about it in over a year. That's totally expected. But at this point, we need to start hearing about it because we need to start hearing about everything that Sony has uh, in plan for next year. And Nintendo, don't even get me started with Nintendo, Greg. Don't even get me started. Where they? What at? you know when Zelda's coming? That's all I need to know. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, we're done. Here's but, what's gonna happen, Tim. Mm -hmm. January or February. Probably maybe the very, maybe the first week of February. That's when we'll get the PlayStation Showcase. Hey everybody, let's talk about and start with PlayStation VR two. You know it is just weeks away. February 22nd, you can get your hands on the latest thing for PlayStation VR. It's huge. Here's Moss. Here's this. Here's more Call of the Mountain. Yada yada yada. And let's talk about where PlayStation 5 is going. Now, there won't be a person talking to you, of course. Maybe there will be. Maybe there will be. Pro you know, because, again, I'm not talking about a state of play. I'm talking about a, a showcase. You think it's How are they going to do this? Maybe it's nobody. They've done that before where they're like, here's a showcase. Nobody fucking talks. It's just, you know, trailers and shit. But then they lay out. Here's, what's, here's some Spider-Man stuff. And here's what the release date or window or maybe no, nothing at all. But reconfirm that it's this year, which I'm very confident in. Insomniac seems confident. If they're confident, I'm confident. Let's do a little reverse engineering on this, though. Like, I love it. What could Spider-Man 2 be teasing period this year, 2022, in the next two weeks that would make sense? Because with what you're saying, we're not going to get a PlayStation showcase, PlayStation meeting, PlayStation in anything in the next two weeks. Correct. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So if it's not going to happen, I have to ask the question. If they're going to talk about Spider-Man 2, why didn't they do it 
at the Game Awards? Is the answer they don't need the Game Awards? They're going to use the Game Awards for Horizon because it can benefit from that. Spider-Man 2 is motherfucking Spider-Man 2. And they know that they can just have their own news cycle with whatever they show announce next week, next week. 100%. That's exactly it. I feel like that's why, what it is. Why, it's back to spite, why it won't have anything of consequence with Spider-Verse 2, Spider-Verse 2 tomorrow, right? Because the idea mm-hmm. is like, why share headlines? Why do any of this stuff? And they can, on any day they want, they can talk about Spider-Man 2 and they can own IGN, they can own GameSpot, they can own Kind of Funny Games Daily. Like, that will be what we talk about, right? We're talking right. We're talking about right. And so we're talking. About, we're talking about practice. We're talking about right now the fact that there was a wish list page up for Spider-Man Two. That is how big this game is. That is how excited people are. That's where we're at. Exactly. Like you know, it, it, why gamble it with Game Awards where you're going to come out and then what happens next? Like Game Awards is awesome, but for super established stuff, you I don't think you need to go in there and catch people as off guard with it because you can make your own event you can make your own thing and i think playstation you know you were the one who talked about playstation 5 and phase one right we're primed for what phase two is going to be and playstation in their mind and i think in sales as well doesn't need e3 anymore and it doesn't need game awards it can be its own thing and it can talk about phase two whenever it wants to and i think packaging a phase two announcement slate with hey don't forget playstation vr 2 is out is a compelling argument you know, PlayStation. You're gonna do that. I, I, I think PSVR two is gonna be marketed completely separately. Yeah, like of course there will always be little reminders of oh this is out whatever. But like I, I don't. I think that if we get a PlayStation VR two showcase, it'll be a PlayStation VR two showcase that's really speaking to those people. And then if we get a PlayStation showcase, it'll be like, hey, here's like three trailers back to back, maybe that are yeah, those are all PSVR two games. Go. Shame you know? man. I I'm agreeing with you. I don't okay, think it's cool. 30 minutes of VR and 30 minutes of PlayStation. I think it very gotcha. much is. Don't forget, like we've sold you on what PlayStation five already with phase one. Here's what we're back. Everybody. We will not let the technical difficulty stop us today. All right. The big supercomputer in the studio wants to give a shit. Fuck you. We'll come in here. The computer in here that broadcasts from here wants to give a shit. Yo, fuck you. We'll come back and we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back baby. What were you going to say? Not to- uh- Oh, just a fun little thing I wanted to say is that like, it's funny because like, you know, we're trying our best here when things go wrong. We just like shuffle and like get it going in other places. I am very impressed with the fact that a lot of people don't realize that me and you are in different rooms, Greg. Yeah, and we did such a good job with the designing of things that people think we're in the same place just because we have the same background. Yeah, I'm going to bear room. here. Me and Baron are yeah. here smelling each other's farts. That's what we do. Yeah, I love the so little stinky. Baron appearance of him running in for the Baker's Dozen. It was good. Yep. It was real yep. good. Anyways. Tim. Before we end this Spider-Man section that they tried to cancel us on, Sony came in here. It's like, stop talking. You don't don't get. You're giving out too much good stuff. Mister Hawks one eight two in the Twitch chat did say, Tim, you better be reacting to this into the Spider Verse trailer. Are we reacting to Spider Verse tomorrow? Well, um, I will say it will not be live, and tomorrow we have a very booked schedule. Um, so we're gonna have to figure out where we can fit it in. But I mean, of course, we're gonna react to this damn trailer. We will not watch it until. It is time to react to it, so don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. You will, see, you will be there. For now, let's move on to number two on the Roper Report. High on Life Review Roundup. That's right. High Ooh, on Life is out this week, and scores have started to post. Uh, currently, it's got a Metacritic of 80 and Open Critic of 74. We go to Chris Carter at Destructoid, oh, yeah. who gave it a 5.5 out of 10 and says, Whoa! Whoa! Oh, were you expecting a 10 out of 10 out of Squanch Games running around no. talking, talking, shoot, shoot? No, but I was excited for the 80 or 74 from Metacritic and Open Critic. So I'm ex- Dude, interested opinions, in what this looks like. Everybody's got them. Here's Chris's. Gameplay wise, High on Life is what I'd call a serviceable shooter. The team does a good job at making each weapon unique from the simple fact that all of them talk, parentheses, and are voiced by comedians. There is an incentive to use them all, and in nearly every combat sequence, I was swapping guns and wielding their specific strengths. There are some cool battlegrounds, too, where you can use a grappling hook feature on full display, dashing and jetpacking around like a madman while you aim. Where high on life really falters is enemy variety. In any given zone, there's usually standard trash slash fodder that slowly fires a pistol with bad aim. Some small flying UFO drone thing and a bigger elite that makes up 90% of the collective you'll be fighting. That formula applies to a lot of games, but none of those are none of those three types uh, here are particularly exciting or are even that unique from zone to zone. Bosses are sometimes a bright spot, but a bit of jank kind of sucked the spark out of several encounters. As is, High on Life is a great weekend game pass pickup and something to go into with caution 
with caution if you're a fan of Royland's work. Of course, Justin Royland, Squanch Games, Justin Royland, Rick and Morty, House of Cosby is more important for me. I appreciate that Squanch Games is doing... Uh, I appreciate what Squanch Games is doing in the industry as a whole, but Trover Saves the Universe was a much better distillation of Royland and the company's humor in a sounder package. Meanwhile, Dalton Cooper over at Game Rant gave it four out of five stars and says, High on Life is an easy recommendation, especially considering it's a day one Xbox Game Pass game and can be played without paying full price. However, potential players should be aware of a couple of potentially game-breaking bugs that threaten to ruin their time with High on Life. One of the bugs we encountered during our playtime nearly forced a full restart of the entire game, while another saw the main character glitch into an area they weren't supposed to reach quite yet, though luckily both issues eventually resolved themselves. The lack of a manual save option and the game only having one auto save makes these problems a little more concerning, but hopefully these issues are addressed shortly after launch. Those admittedly serious technical concerns aside, High on Life is otherwise a consistently entertaining game from start to finish. It proves Squatch Games is capable of delivering an excellent uh, traditional gaming experience alongside its high quality VR titles, and it will be exciting to see what the studio does next. Whether they play it whether they play it through Xbox Game Pass or not, gamers should make it a point to play High on Life ASAP. It's a wild ride that deserves to be experienced unspoiled. And that is the final review for this review roundup. Tim, I have lots to say. So I want yeah. you to say what you got to say first, and then I can get in there. I got I got some stuff to say too. I I'm excited about this game. I've been interested in this game. Yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna say I'm I'm bummed about this. I I was excited about the higher Metacritic, but I'm bummed because I find myself really falling in line with Chris Carter most of the time uh, on his oh, yeah? opinions on video games. Yeah. Like going way back. Like he tends to like the same type of games I do. So uh, I'm a little let down by this. I'm like ah oh, man. But again. Even a five out of five, five point five out of ten could be fun if the humor's for you. Like these comedy games, I think really um, are the most subjective of yeah. uh, of video games. So if the the humor's for you, then then I feel like it could be a slightly better experience. But um, I, I'm still. The, and then going back to what Dalton's saying here about whether they play through Game Pass or not, gamers should make it a point to play this ASAP. It's a wild ride that deserves to be experienced unspoiled. I'm like, shit, like that's that gets me a lot more excited for this so i'm playing it i'm okay. excited to play it okay okay so i have lots to discuss on this right now over on metacritic uh since uh, we put this into the report the metacritic has fallen to a 77 so three points short of the 80 but still green right and the reviews you have posted are pc invasion game rant noisy pixel god is a geek worth playing games radar you have six reviews up so let's start there and really go back from uh, behind the curtain here. We have High on Life. Uh, we got it over the weekend. I thought maybe we were late or our request got lost or whatever. It wasn't. They apologized. The game came in hot. So the fact that you only have six reviews is, first off, problematic because you can see that then these people busted their ass to get these reviews up over the week so shout out to every reviewer who crossed the finish line and suspended their life to go do that i hate when that fucking happens it's never great to see that happen but these people went through and made it happen and not that you know our jobs are tough but maybe you had plans this weekend maybe you wanted to go see your family maybe you wanted to do anything but you got this review and your job and your boss or your freelance or whatever drops the code on you and they go off and do this good on you i'm glad they did that i started it with no intention of hitting the review embargo. I, I was not going to be a part of that thing. kind of. But my high on life experience goes like this. I love Trover Saves the World. I love Accounting Plus. Squanch Games is, I think, hilarious. Justin Roiland is hilarious. You know, I mentioned House of Cosby's at the top of the, sh the, the mention. And that is like, when I was watching that in college, that was one of the funniest fucking things I'd ever seen in my life. Never gave Rick and Morty anything because I didn't realize they were connected. And then like... The third Comic-Con where Justin Roiland showed up screaming for Craig Harris. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, and he made House of Cosby. Like, what? I ran over and stopped him, and I thanked him for it, and yada, yada, yada. The, game, the humor in these games is always what makes them playable. Chris Carter talking about the gameplay being serviceable. I, not even what I played over the weekend. Jumping back to what they came through here and gave us an hour with it, where we all played on these gameplay stations. We went through and played it. That's what I found out of it, where we were running around and shooting stuff, and it was... I'm, I was playing that for the humor, right? The, the guns talk. I was playing with uh, Justin Roiland's gun. Uh, you know, you're having these things. You're getting their story. But it's all just a, a comedic showcase. And the, 
the shooter part of it was very serviceable of, all right, cool. I went and flipped the switch and then it's like, all right, well, you know, before I'll give you the thing you need, you got to go clear out the three different groups. So you ran, I, you know, I ran east and west, got the group on each side. Then I went north and killed that group. Then I came back, got the thing, moved on, got to a boss battle. But none of that is what I remember of it. I remember the humor of it, right? I remember sitting here and laughing out loud at it. And that was when I was like, oh shit, I kind of was sleeping on this game. Like, I know that I love Squatch games. I know that I love the humor of Squatch and, and Justin. So I kind of was like, oh, I, I knew I wanted to play this, and then suddenly it became something I really wanted to play. This weekend, got my review code, uh, popped down the Xbox, and from the start, I think they said in the, their mark, their materials, like, you know, what to ruin and what not to ruin and what you can spoil. So I'll be very vague, but from the start, I was laughing out loud, and I was surprised Jen next to me was laughing out loud too because I'm, I'm not sure her relationship with Squatch Games, let alone uh, Justin's humor or whatever. And then, you know, the game escalates, and it gets to this thing, and you get going, and and I found myself, after a really solid opening, getting into the first battle and being like, okay, I'm not to where we were in the demo, which I thought was really funny, and so I'm here in this one section right now playing, and I'm not laughing as much, and, I, and this is where, I think, again, tutorializing, they're showing you how to use all your stuff, they're showing you how to use your suit, they're showing you how to use your gun. I was a little bit like, okay, I'm not enjoying the serviceable nature of this enough, but I'm excited to get back to what I want to laugh, if that makes sense. The one thing I want to call out, is that, and they have a day one patch dropping that is not live for reviewers yet. It is dropping uh, tomorrow on day one, or tonight probably. Uh, it didn't look great on Xbox. I turned off motion blur and all this other stuff, but it was still like, oh, this doesn't look great. And they do have listed that they're going to have on their, they showed the patch. They have been very communicative with reviewers here at, the, at this point in time of like, okay, cool. This is what the day one patch has. And it has optimizations for Xbox One and graphics in there, so I'm hoping that'll be it. But I... I feel like I went from, oh, right, I'll play that eventually, having, like, no hype for it, played the demo of it, and was like, oh, this is going to be a really good time, then played that opening of it, and I was like, okay, maybe, I don't, I'm in a weird spot, like, I want to get back to it, but I think I'm going to prioritize uh, playing Witcher next gen instead, <laughs> like that, which is like, okay, you're going to play The Witcher, one of the greatest games of all time, or whatever, but, like, it's a weird thing of, uh, I feel like Chris Carter's review that we've read here, the 5.5 out of 10, right, you groaned at the 5.5, right, that's not the score you want, but it does read as, I think, a very honest appraisal of what you're getting out of this game. Where, again, you're playing a episode of Rick and Morty or whatever you want to call it, right? It's got the humor in it. And, like, yeah, I'd, I was never expecting this to be a world-class first-person shooter. And so I'm interested to see when you really start stacking it up. First off, how long the game is. Stack it all up and what it'll be uh, in terms of does the humor pull me along enough? Or is it going to be, like, that first night where I played, I laughed, had a few less laughs. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to bed now. I'll get back to it when I get back to it. Yeah, really interesting. I know we got a um, at least impressions, but I, I think they're aiming to have a review on Xcast later this week. Uh, Mike and I think Paris played through. So uh, for more, you can check that out. Also, I mean, uh, just for the shits and giggles of it, because I got a chance. Justin is going to come by and be on uh, Kind of Funny Podcast and Games Daily this week. So that's it. That you know, he can answer for his crimes if I turn out not to like the game, or if what they score. He can go after Chris Carter right. if he wants to. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, there's gonna be X cast impressions from people who've played more, and then yeah, Justin Roiland shows up on Wednesday to do Games Daily with us, and then also do the Kind of Funny Podcast afterwards. So we'll see what he has to say. Very for now, cool. though, exciting stuff. Let's move on to number three on the Roper Report. Armored Core 6 won't play like a Souls game. This is Ali Barter over at Forbes. One of the biggest questions surrounding Armored Core 6 is whether the game would play like a Soulsborne title. The answer to that in a new interview appears to be an emphatic no. In an interview with Miyazaki and Yamamura over at IGN, it goes into a fair bit of depth about how Armored Core 6 will be much more like a classic Armored Core game, as Miyazaki explains. Quote, No, we've not been making a conscious effort to try and direct it towards the Soulsborne type gameplay. First of all, let me just make that clear. The essential direction of Armored Core 6 was to go back and take a good look at the core concept of Armored Core uh, and what made the series so special. We wanted, we wanted to take uh, the assembly aspect, assembling and customizing your own mech, your AC, and then yeah. being able to extract a high level of control over the assembled mech. So we wanted to take those two core concepts and re-examine those in our modern environment. And of course, uh, what that means is taking our know-how and experiences from game development in recent years and applying that knowledge to the development of Armored Core 6 and re-examining it together with those core concepts of Armored Core. 
In short, Armored Core 6 will be a mission-based story campaign with heavy emphasis on mecha customization, something that uh, Yamamura clarified further. To be clear, Armored Core 6 will feature a mission-based structure to the single player. It is not fully open. It's going to stick with that mission-based structure. The general game cycle is to clear missions, uh, and you earn money and use money to buy more expensive weapons and parts for your mech. And also within that, uh, you are tuning these parts, and you're tuning the weapons and tuning your mech to suit your playstyle, changing parameters, changing the performance of various parts to suit the way you want to approach each mission in each battle. I think you could call this the equivalent in Armored Core 6. Uh, for long-time Armored Core fans, all of this sounds very familiar, but with one major improvement. It's clear that this time around, FromSoft has a proper budget to play around with. Coupled with the studio's recent, ex recent experience in making major game releases, it seems the Armored Core series is finally going to get its chance in the sun. Wario64 had a tweet, too, uh, going off the IGN article, calling out these three bullet points. Third-person action game more focused on single-player than previous games. Retains mission-based with heavy focus on custom customized mecha. Boss battles are the highlight. Will not be Soulsborne gameplay. And has a versus multiplayer mode planned. Woo! Tim. It's a lot. It's a lot of good stuff. I'm, I think this is super cool. I love that From Software continues to kind of pay it forward to themselves while also looking back and seeing like how can we maybe modernize or revitalize or kind of completely reinvent original franchises that they had for an audience that is now ready for them you know i feel like they sure. were were so niche for so long and so for so many of their their different ips and now they're like well we the from software is a name to itself that you can kind of just put in front of something and that will get more people interested than ever before. And for them to look at Armored Core and to really go back to what is Armored Core, that's what excites me. Because like they were saying here, is like there's been so much uh, that they've learned from major game development and how like at this point, they from software have owned a genre. Mm, sure. Like they, they are their own thing at this point. Like they are part of video game, not just history, but they're present. Like they are video games. So uh, to look back at what Armored Core as a franchise was, and to kind of not just be like, all right, we're going to make it a Souls-like, but to instead be like, we're going to make a modern Armored Core, how we from software see that, which of course is going to take in elements and ideas from what a Souls-like is. It's really exciting. I don't know that this is going to be for everyone, but I do think that uh, just, hey, it's it's a Souls game with mechs isn't, doesn't work. It just like, it's at some point just kind of becomes a different setting for the same thing. Whereas this is like, no, let's make a good mech game. Uh, which we know that there's an audience for that's not that big, but the audience for Demon Souls wasn't that big either. And now look at Elden Ring. Sure, sure. The question is, how much will this game benefit from, from software's reputation? Armored Core has always been a niche franchise, the thing that people who love it love it, and they're all about it. But then there's the people who have looked at it and never paid attention to it, heard the word, don't know what it is, couldn't identify it out of that or Zone of the Enders or whatever. Do you think you're going to see not a gargantuan avalanche of players because of Elden Ring, because of FromSoft, because of the Souls games, but do you think you see quite the bump in this? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, just sight unseen, this is going to sell better than any Armored Core in history. I would be willing to... 100%. Without even looking at it, I, I feel like it will sell better than everyone combined. <laughs> Wow. And again, I'd want to see the numbers to to really decide that. But sure, I, yeah, we're I think talking about my gut, my, one, yeah. my, my gut says that that's the case because that's the trend of video games these days. Like games are bigger than ever. We've talked about this a million times, but there are sim it's simple number, numbers, right? More people are playing games. More people are buying games. More people have game consoles in their house. And more people are playing different types of games that aren't just, oh, the we got grandmas playing Wii Sports. It's like, no, there are pe more people playing hardcore games like Elden Ring than there ever have been playing hardcore RPGs. So applying that to this, when again, mechs are cool, y'all. Like when you get something cool, like just <laughs> robots, it's like people want to have a cool mech experience, right? And people love from software. So add those things together. I feel like there's a lot of people like Andy Cortez is the perfect example. God, does he love ways. Gundams? He loves mechs, but has never loved a mech game. Loves from software. This could make sense. This could be a match made in heaven. At the very least, this is going to be a game that Andy plays. And I don't think it necessarily would have been if from software wasn't involved, but they are. So he will. He is not alone. 
and, so and, many and that, people and are going to jump my, in on my this. question, my follow-up question of like, yeah, I do think more people pick this up than uh, people have ever picked up an Armor Core before. How many people actually stick with it? Because even Andy mm. last week when we were reacting to the Armor Core uh, announcement, he was like, man, I'm, I can't wait for like, how do they implement Souls-like gameplay into Armor Core? And then this is following them following up and being like, we're not. So like, how many people are going to try out Armor Core because they got into Souls games and then are quickly like, oh, this isn't really like a, this wasn't what I was looking for, right? Thing of attrition, like I feel like at the end of the day, it's it's not going to be one-to-one. Like not everyone that picks this up is going to be like, I'm super in and I'm sticking with it. But I do think that the number of people that like from software games for reasons that aren't just the Souls-like gameplay, I think is going to be demonstrable like i think there's gonna be a lot of people that are there for what from software can bring in terms of lore in terms of world building in terms of setting the stage and giving you a new gameplay experience a lot of people played dark souls or Sekiro or whatever for the first time having never played those type of games and now love those type of games i think that from software has the stuff now to convince a lot of people oh i actually like mech-based games where you are building out your your loadout and it's about building sure, the mech as sure. much as it is about going out and doing the missions and stuff so i i think that from software is one of the few developers out there that have that goodwill that people want to like the game even if it's dramatically different than what they've played before again don't think it's going to be a one-to-one i i imagine at the end of the day only a third max of those players are going to actually stick with it but that i think is already going to be potentially millions more people playing this game and loving this game. So then when Armored Core 7 comes out, even more people are interested. Yeah, I think what's interesting in your comment, Barrett, of like, you know, how many will go and bounce from it because it isn't what they want. I'm also always interested in how many will come to it and find a new genre that they weren't expecting that, to like. And, I, and as you call out, Tim, talking about the customization being such a big part of it, right? Like them focusing on the single player and then giving you different missions and then really letting you customize what you're going to bring into battle like that's always fun that you know and then to see how you address the situation versus me who's doing ranged who's doing up close who's tanking who's whatever like there's a lot of cool shit that could happen there and i wish them well everybody but for now i wish us well and if you wish us well go to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny of course you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free you can watch us record the other podcasts live and ad free you could get 38 bonus episodes of content each and every month but guess what you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny so here's a word from our sponsor Shout out to Fixture Gaming for sponsoring this episode. The Fixture S2 is now available. It's a sturdy accessory mount that connects the Nintendo Switch OLED model to the Pro Controller. This mount was created specifically for the Nintendo Switch OLED model. We here at Kind of Funny have been using the Fixture S1 for a very long time. It's been my go-to to play on the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Both the S1 and S2 let you take your games anywhere while enjoying the Pro Controller's legendary precision and comfort. No longer will you suffer through Joy-Con drift. The thoughtful design of the Fixture S1 and S2 can be seen in the patented two-axis system with sturdy metal hinges. Both the S1 and S2 can be used in tabletop mode. If you go to FixtureGaming.com, use code KINDOFUNNY, you'll get 5% off of your order. Fixture Gaming is also running a holiday sale on Amazon this week. From December 12th to 16th, get $5 off the Fixture S1 and Fixture S2, $5 off the carrying case bundles, and $10 off the Ultra bundles featuring the Fixture S1, S2, the carrying case, and Fixture's gaming controller. So, check it out make sure you use promo code kind of fun shout out to me undies for sponsoring this episode who doesn't love getting new undies for the holidays nobody that's who me undies is your go-to spot for snuggly soft undies and more that all your loved ones will adore get merry and matching sets perfect for binge watching or holiday your way however you like with new limited edition prints you can try me undies and get 20 percent off your first purchase plus free standard shipping and free returns when you go to meundies.com slash kind of funny you know how much i love me undies I literally don't leave my house unless at least my undies and socks have that super soft micromodal fabric that I talk so much about. You can spend less time gifting and more time living with the new MeUndies holiday collection. MeUndies has something for every name on your list. You can shop classic plaids for dads, holiday sweater prints for fun friends, and the softest loungewear ever 
all the cuddly ones in your life could need. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL, it's here for everyone. And you can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at Kinda Funny because we use it to run our very own kindoffunny.com slash store. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify. And join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in person POS system to an all in one e commerce platform. And thanks to 24 7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. It was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes and from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week that are incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find it and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. While we were over there, you mm-hmm. said you had something else to say now. What do you got? What's happening? What's happening? With the I was, I was looking up. I was trying to find armored core sales numbers to, to see if what I was saying is, is, is on track or if I was completely wrong. <laughs> I'm completely right. The next armored core will undeniably sell more than all of the armored core previously combined. If the numbers I'm looking at are accurate, couldn't find that the numbers easily, which is always a sign of like, oh, it's probably not that great. Uh, there is a Reddit <laughs> post though, from two years ago, um, that. If this is correct, they're saying that Armored Core 4 in Japan sold 84,000 units in the U.S., too few to be recorded. Oh. Uh, AC for answer, Japan, 120K, U.S., too few to be recorded. Uh, Armored Core 5 in Japan, 250K in the U.S., too few to be recorded. Uh, it, for AC verdict day in the U.S., too few to be recorded in Japan too few to be recorded so yeah i, I think that this is going to easily sell more than every single armor core put together all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen tim is saying take it to the bank i think he's right too uh breaking news for you not we don't have to spend too much time on it i mentioned earlier a second ago when i was talking about high on life's review roundup the fact that i, I was like yeah I, this is fun for a bit. I'm going to go play some more Witcher. I got Witcher on PS5. I want to do that. Uh, breaking news, the Witcher uh, 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition uh, review embargo has lifted while we've been going. And right now it sits at a 97 on Metacritic. Uh, not much. I mean, it's Damn. the Witcher 3. It's the Witcher 3. I, what I like here is uh, over at VGC, the review says, The Witcher 3 on PS5 and Xbox Series X is the definitive version of one of the best RPGs ever. The one and only Jordan Midler quote tweets that review that he wrote. It says, My final review of the year. I'm enjoying the Witcher 3 significantly more time more this time around and i don't want to echo that as somebody who again just jumped back into the witcher here with this patch or i'm sorry with the next gen version on playstation 5 it's the bells and whistles and how beautiful it is but like now having two seasons of the witcher under my belt and knowing who uh, everybody is a bit more rather than jumping into the witcher 3 blind like i did in 2015 i'm having a great time with this as well tim what sorry what does that mean Two seasons of The Witcher. You, have you? Played I watched one the two? Netflix show. I watched the Netflix oh, show. Oh, two seasons. Which, you know, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Teaches got you it. the world a bit better than I think The Witcher Three did at launch when it just got gotcha. you. And they're like, "You're Geralt, and you're chasing this lady, and this is this guy, and that's that girl." And you're like, "Who the fuck are all these people?" Okay, whatever. I'm doing it, and it just yeah. kind of became a RPG. But now this time around, I'm more invested. I feel with the story after knowing Dude, everybody. 
I, I love that, man, and I, I broken record just a little bit, but I, I really think we're in this special moment where we're getting these, like, the cross-market appeal of, like, learning about characters, which strengthens your relationship and understanding, which allows you to just enjoy the game or the movie or the show in a different way because you're not too focused on remembering names and stuff. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's a character. That's how they act. Like, we take for granted the fact that we know how Wolverine and Rogue might interact because we've had – 30 years of video games and comics and TV shows and this, this, and that. But then for a lot of people, they watch the movies for the first time, they're being introduced to these characters and they don't have all these just things that they can just like go off of. Uh, so I think it's really cool looking at even things like like the Mario movie coming out. Like that <laughs> clip they showed at Game Awards. I must've watched that a thousand times this weekend, Greg. The music is just too fucking good. They reference like every Mario game ever in two minutes and it's, a thing of beauty but we also have an understanding of who toad is and who mario is and like it's going to be funny to see even people that don't even know the mario characters the way that we all do and it's sure. it's wild to think that those people exist but they definitely do and for <laughs> even the top franchise in the world uh depending on how you want to count it but mario those sales numbers for their games are going to get bumped up times a bazillion like that's it's just wild to see all this go down and shout out to the witcher for doing it right you know witcher was a from all accounts, a really great show on Netflix. And it was. they have a great game to back it up. It is. You know, and now putting out the best version of that game ever. It's synergy at its best, man. So you can learn a thing or two. At its I will say, uh, Greg as well, I've uh, been playing and uh, even Alyssa's getting into it because she's watched, uh, she really got into it because of the show. And now she like knows, uh, similar to you, like, oh, like now I know who Yennefer is and now I know who Siri is and stuff like that. And it's it's really cool to go back to it with uh, with that lens. And I don't know if they've updated controls or not, but it feels better than the last time I tried to jump in. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I think it feels good. And I know that there's always jokes about the Witcher's combat, but my mind is so dated on what that felt like. I remember in 2015 not feeling weird, but I think it feels good now and I'm having a great time. And again, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous uh, it's game. It's very pretty. Sam, I would be excited for that if you want to be part of that. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, uh, Phil Spencer claims PlayStation wants to grow by making Xbox smaller. This is Jordan Midler over at IGN. Jordan wrote for IGN on this one. Uh, in the latest war of words over its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, Microsoft's gaming CEO has claimed that Sony's plan for growth is to make Xbox smaller. Phil Spencer made the comments during an interview with the Second Request podcast, where the exec claimed that Sony was the, quote, one major opposer to the Microsoft Activision deal, end quote. Sony is trying to protect its dominance on the console. The way they grow is by making Xbox smaller, Spencer said. Really quick, I uh, just want to update. This is VGC that you're reading from, Greg. God damn it, Blessing. You're making me look like a fucking idiot out here. God damn it, Blessing! Anyways, back to film. Sony has a very different view of the industry than we do. They don't ship their games and... They don't ship their games day and date on PC. They do not put their games into the, their subscription when they launch their games. Sony is leading the dialogue around why the deal shouldn't go through to protect its dominant position, position on console. So the thing they grab onto is Call of Duty. The largest console maker in the world raising an objection about the one franchise that we've said will continue to ship on the platform. It's a deal, of, it's a deal that benefits customers through choice and access, end quote. Call of Duty, the monolithic shooter franchise that regularly tops the best-selling list for console games, could theoretically become exclusive to Microsoft platforms following this deal. However, since the announcement of Microsoft's intention to acquire Activision Blizzard, uh, the company has assured that it wouldn't lock away uh, the game for at least a decade. Last week, Microsoft President Brad Smith, not, ladies and gentlemen, not the former Mizzou quarterback Brad Smith. This is the Microsoft Fuck. President Brad Smith. Damn Sorry, it. Oh, my God, Greg. I made so many mistakes last week, and no one you wronged me. Brad Smith out there on Faroe Field. You kidding me? God damn, that kid could scramble. He's whoop, whoop, whoop. Bah. God, he's great. Uh, provided more details in a Wall Street Journal uh, editorial on the company's offer to keep the Call of Duty franchise on PlayStation. Following this, Spencer took to Twitter to claim that Microsoft had committed to bringing the franchise back to Nintendo consoles after a decade-long absence. Tim, Greg, I've come through the other side. You know, I've been like, I don't ever want to hear about this again. I've now, I now, find now you only so want to hear much, about it. <laughs> now I found there's so much joy and happiness in this. It's like, it's just so funny to be this far through 
it all where you're just like, okay, like there is a war going on and we all just get to watch and things are being said that people don't even fucking believe and we know they don't fucking believe it, but they need to say they believe it because they need to believe it in order to get what they want. And we're just sitting here like, oh God. And the one thing that I hate seeing is the console war fanboys that just don't understand what this is and just turn it into a fucking disaster. And I sure. every time we talk about these stories, like even seeing our chats, I'm surprised at how some people are responding. Today seems pretty good. I'm gonna give y'all everyone watching today on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games i'm gonna give gold you star. the credit you deserve okay Seven gold stars to all of you for being for being good uh but my god this is just an utter disaster greg and it's so funny i was at uh what my best friend's one-year-old birthday party sure. this weekend they had a ball pit i got to be in the ball pit i was really excited that's about the ball why pit. you were in a ball but pit. i also that makes sense that's why. Um, I also got to to hang out with one of my friend's wives, and she works at Microsoft, not Xbox, Microsoft, uh, in a, a very boring position that uh, I'm not going to get into too many details about, but it's like she deals with a lot of different parts of the company. And she was talking, she's like, do you know about all this, uh, this like this, this Activision acquisition stuff? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's like telling me from her perspective how just wild it all is and how like Microsoft's like shutting down on the inside like to deal with all this stuff and that to me is really interesting is that microsoft like i mean we should expect this when the ftc is suing them but it's like they're all hands on deck for this where it's like the xbox business is affecting the microsoft business in a major way so i just thought that was interesting on a first-hand report of hearing about this where it's like this is not just a stupid news story that we keep talking about it, this is like the biggest ramifications in the history of Microsoft. <laughs> so we'll see. We will see, ladies and gentlemen. It will continue to evolve. There's lawsuits filed. It's just going to, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? My, Phil's going to have to it's sign more happen. stuff, say more years, but it'll happen. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Number five on the Roper Report. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is now the U.S.'s biggest selling game of 2022. And this is Vicky Blake over at Eurogamer. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 only released at the end of October, but it's already the biggest selling game of 2022 in the U.S. Topping the November sales charts, that means Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has not only knocked Elden Ring off the coveted top spot, but it's also resisted stiff competition from other games released last month, including God of War Ragnarok and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. According to data from the NPD group and reported by VGC, that also makes Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 the fastest selling entry, not just of the year, but of the franchise's storied history too, hitting $1 billion in sales in just 10 days. Tim. Wow. Phil Spencer doesn't want to get in the way of this. He doesn't want to get in the way of $1 billion in 10 days. He's going to, you know, he's going to say, Jim Ryan, cool your jets. Go write another email about your cats. You're going to get your fucking game, all right? You're going to get your game. It's going to be okay. Don't sweat it. God damn. You know what I mean? God damn. It's just, I've been here talking about fucking video games since 2007. And even back then, when Call of Duty started ramping up, there was like, well, it's got to end soon, though. It's going to, it can't. Two things have been certain since then. Can't do this forever. Greg. The Call of Duty at some point is not going to sell more than it did the year before, and that at some point Xbox is going to bring the games. Both those the things at some point are going to happen. At some point they're going to happen. <laughs> Wild. Here we are. It's still happening. <laughs> and it's that thing I where it's like, it. I, it's just such a crazy perception, I guess, issue. Where it's like, when the old Call of Duties, and the old ones I'm using loosely, right? But when Call of Duty was coming up and it was the, Every year, let's who, who's gonna what celebrities are they gonna have cameo in the, the commercial? Who's gonna be in the commercial? What's gonna happen here? Oh my god, there's a midnight release, there's this huge launch thing. Ah, blah, blah, blah. And it was like those seemed like bigger launches than this because I think it was just a smaller point of view, maybe. I don't know. Like it was not as many people talking about games, there weren't as many games. We talk about the fact that every week now there's like you know five games you have to play that it feels like they were able to dominate the conversation and everyone stayed out of their way and everybody was afraid of Call of Duty and all these different things. And now there's just so much noise that it makes it seem like Call of Duty isn't fucking setting records left and right, but clearly they are. Here you go. Yeah. It's on top of Warzone. Like, they have managed to not only continue to dominate in terms of, like, games sold, but to also have this free-to-play property that just prints money as well. And those aren't getting in the way of each other. 
That to me is the most mind blowing thing because people aren't buying Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for the single player campaign. A lot of people are. And again, that's that's the craziest thing about this is there could be, oh, not no one's buying it for that. That no one is still millions of people. That the amount of people buying Call of Duty just for the campaign is probably more than most games sell, period. Then you have on top of that the multiplayer side of it. It's just like that's how you get these numbers. Tundra Boy in the chat says, also Call of Duty Mobile. Like, oh, my Lord. What a purchase from Xbox, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Monopoly business and all that stuff. I just, oh, I, you know, good job on you, even for trying. <laughs> like, fuck it, shoot your shot. <laughs> fuck it, I don't know how this is all going to net out for you. I think it's going to work, but fuck. <laughs> this is a good, good thing. This is a good, y'all bought Boardwalk and Park Place, and you're ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Number six and final on the Roper Report. Nintendo confirms Mario Strikers next DLC is its final free update. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Jordan Midler from VGC Reports. The third Mario Strikers Battle League DLC will be released this week, and it is the game's final free update, Nintendo has said. The update will feature Bowser Jr., Birdo, and a new arena, as well as some new gear items. The update arrives on Tuesday, December 13th. Previously, Nintendo said that it had three free Mario Striker updates planned before the end of 2022, but wasn't clear if this would be the limit of its post-release plans. While Nintendo has said that this will be the final free update to the game, that does potentially leave room for a paid expansion in the future. This week's update will include the shellfish gear, which once equipped can make players faster. The urban rooftop stadium, which players can use in all game modes, will also be included as part of the free update. Tim, remember when you got so excited you said this was going to change the world and then nobody cared? I'd say it's going to change the world. I'm, I am very disappointed that Nintendo seems to not be able to capture the magic of the sports titles this generation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. Like, I do think that there's a certain level of just like the quality of the games and online play and like a lot of things like that. But I don't get how Nintendo can capture the fun and reinvent the fun that they've had generation after generation for so many of their titles in so many different genres and so many spin-offs of genres and everything in between but for some reason they just can't get the sports games right on the switch whether it's tennis whether it's golf whether it's strikers these are all things that people are extremely excited about and none of them are outright bad but none of them have the magic of in in, in opposition to every single other nintendo property on the switch that i think that with rare exception, an argument can be made that the Switch iteration is the best iteration in the franchise. Like, sure, when you start going through the Zeldas, the Marios, the, the et cetera, et cetera. Down here, the, the sports titles, it's like no one is arguing that these are the best for tennis, golf, or strikers. And, like, that's sad because it should just be that way. But I, I also get it. It's hard, and I don't know. Maybe there just isn't a market for those type of games. Like, maybe those type of games were better suited to the couch co-op and the fun of everyone being in the same room, having fun playing soccer with power-ups. Like playing online kind of is a different beast to that. And especially when the online simply doesn't work, you know? And then you can add the story modes and like single player stuff, but I feel like they don't go hard enough on that. So it ends up coming off more. And this is a weird reference for the people that are gonna follow me are gonna be like, damn Tim, you fucking nailed that. These, these uh, single-player campaigns and these sports titles feel more similar to the Pokemon RPGs we got on the GameCube of Pokemon Coliseum and uh, Gale of Darkness, which were like, they were fun, they were cool, but like they were not what we expected from a Pokemon RPG. And it's the same thing with these, where it's like, yeah, I guess there's some cool ideas and some nifty things here and there, but like we know what a RPG could look like. We've seen it on Mario Golf and the Game Boy Color. Like, what could that translate to a switch version it it i think makes total sense but we're not getting that so we get this like kind of weird half step that isn't horrible but like especially in 2022 it isn't, isn't horrible that's the yeah. thing is that none of them stand out like you know you know how much i loved mario golf world 2 on 3ds right like i can't put my finger on either but that magic wasn't there for this iteration to keep us all going to make us do tea times to hang, hang out. Soccer was never one of my jams, but I know it was for so many people. And it was this thing that dropped and yeah, the online doesn't work. And this is the thing, but blah, blah, blah. it's just like, it sucks that you want these experiences to bring that version of nostalgia back. And Nintendo has done that with other properties, other Mario properties, right? Where it does hit and it is a thing and you do want to keep playing it. But for some reason they can't nail that here. And I don't know why either. 
Yeah. It's sad. And I mean, like, they brought strikers back, Greg. They did it, and it was just okay. Equipment like, and uh, character balancing, because I remember that being a, a, a really big annoyance in uh, tennis. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's some similar stuff here. And then also with the online, when the game came out, for a 4v4 uh, soccer game, we couldn't get four people together on the same team to fight, you know, to play four other random people. The fuck was that? <laughs> it's, insane. it's insane. And that's that Nintendo bullshit, man. Well. WNDs. Maybe Nintendo will get it together, but that's so far away. Tim, if I wanted mm-hmm. something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today, Wavetail is on all the PlayStations, all the the Xboxes, Switch, and PC. Football Coach, College Dynasty is on PC. New dates for you, Panda Punch is releasing December 16th on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, PC, Steam, and Nintendo Switch. Redemption Reapers, a dark fantasy tactical RPG developed by AdGlobe and published by Binary Haze Interactive, plots a strategic strike on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Steam, February 2023. Why'd you day- say that like uh, like the 90s VHS, like Disney, like before a movie, they'd be like the, the trailers, are like, yeah. coming soon, this holiday season. I like to have fun with my words, Tim. You I know? liked it. That was good. A lot of people, they just shit them out of their mouth. I'm out here ejaculating, yeah. having fun. Deals of the day for you. These... Free games are coming to Prime Gaming on December 27th. Dishonored 2, Metal Slug, Metal Slug X, Metal Slug 3, Real Bout Fatal Fury, The King of Fighters 2020, no, no, 2003, The Last Blade, The Last Blade 2, Twinkle Star Sprites, and then the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection. I'm going to say it, Greg. Hot take. The world doesn't deserve Metal Slug. What a video game. What a beautiful combination of just pure fucking fun, art style, music, Come on, man. T- talk to me about quarter munchers, Greg, and I'll show you Metal Slug. Okay, fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, I want one quick. Say that. Clear your mind, all right? Cozy Bear mm-hmm. has a question I want to get in before we get out, all right, uh, Tim? Clear your mind. Mm-hmm. A weekend mm-hmm. removed from the Game Awards, what is the number one thing that you want Jeff Keighley's show to improve on going forward? What do you got, Tim? Go. Oh, shit. Clear your mind! Oh, man, that's that's what makes it hard. I, I don't know. I, I feel like to just keep going, keep doing it. I, I think that we're on a good track. Okay. We're, I, I, I'd still like to be just a little bit shorter. I know I get stuff. Yeah. I hear, you know what? Here's what I'll say. Not even make it shorter. Like, let's just, we could drop some categories if we're just going to have Jeff read them, you know? If we're just going <laughs> to sit there and read them. Uh, don't say that, Greg. Don't say that. I'm just that's saying, like, we're making those awards feel less than. And so if we're doing that, why even have Oh, God. See, I don't know. Best the indie award game side. of the year, man. I think that's ridiculous that that was read. That should have been. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm not saying. Oh, let's not throw the baby. I'm, I'm making a. I know I just made a tweet yeah. when I'm trying. I have a much bigger thought behind it. Uh-huh. I'm not saying let's get rid of the best indie game of the year. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's a few other ones. Like, I want, I want the indie award to be accepted on stage, right? So, how do we balance it out and get five great categories that we want to put up there. Like, do we need the action adventure stuff that just gets read, read off real quick? And I know it's a way to honor more games and do that whole thing. But again, maybe they have a, a, a web version pre-show with shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say like the one thing of criticism that I would definitely want to see changed is with the pacing of the show in terms of the hype announcements is still a little off. This was the best it's ever okay. been, but the two thirds section of this show did, was was definitively more boring than the rest of it. And I feel like that could have been changed with the same things to play with here, just moved around it a bit. Having said that, I understand that deals are made that they're like, we want to be in the first 15 minutes of the show. We want to be here. So it's like, it's not just up to Jeff of just like doing that. There's a lot of things at play. So there we go. Cozy Bear says, it's a big ask, but personally, I'd like to have this show shift to February or March of the following year, much like the Oscars, so as to give late releases more time to be considered. And Cozy Bear, I would say there's never going to be a good point to put it to satisfy everybody, but maybe you've heard of the fucking Dice Awards, all right? Those happen in fucking February. Isn't that good enough for you, Cozy Bear? You sicken me. Get out of my face. Yeah, Yeah. Cozy Bear. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and, of course, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to say, hey... What's wrong? What do we get wrong? Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. 
We got nothing wrong, but Kebabs writes in and says, it's worth noting that the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters were given ESRB ratings, so maybe they'll be com- suggesting they'll be coming to consoles. So there you go. There's maybe. some stuff for you. Hopeful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Kind of Funny Games Daily comes at you each and every weekday. And let's talk about what's happening this week. Uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, it'll be me and Blessing. Wednesday, it will be me and Justin Roiland. Thursday, it'll be Blessing and Tim. And Friday, it will be Tim and Blessing for our final Kind of Funny Games Daily of the year. That's right. We are taking a holiday break and letting everyone rest for two weeks. So that'll be your final 2022 KFGD. If you are watching live right now, hey, guess what? Don't go anywhere on Twitch and on YouTube. Go click on the other link because Warhammer with Mike, Andy, Nick, and Raj is about to kick off. If you were listening later in your car and you're like, hey, I'd like to see that, go on over to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games where you can catch archives of everything we do. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you can get each and every episode ad-free. You can watch us record all of our podcasts live and ad-free. You can get an episode of Greg Way each and every weekday. Am I doing them during break? I think I'm going to. That's right. I want to make Whoa. sure you're getting content. So you'll hear me say, I sat around and ate a bunch of pie today. And you'll, that'll, be the, that'll be the update, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, of course, that's all on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But if you've got huh. no bucks to toss our way, huh. no big deal. What? 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 I mean, you know, I'm excited to hear this. Let me just tell you that. Oh. I might um, know a thing or two about you know a thing or things. two. You know some embargoed information about my life. I see what you're saying. Uh, of course, if you don't want to know embargoed information about my life on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, no big deal. You can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily and all of our shows for free on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can watch the record live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. You can listen on podcast services around the globe each and every week slash day depending on the show you're talking about no matter where you are or how you get the show thank you for being a fan thank you for listening please consider like subscribe share leave a review we haven't asked you to do that in a long time for audio versions yeah. that'd be great if you could do that of course it finds new listeners and helps us grow the community and the last thing i want to say about the leaving a review on stuff we're still having a problem across all of our podcasts that some things aren't being uh, updated so if you ever notice hey i subscribe to kind of funny shows i'm not getting them unsubscribe resubscribe and it should help it it started with screencast it plagued uh into in review and now i have seen people talk about games daily not showing up so we are doing it every day so unsubscribe resubscribe ladies and gentlemen until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you